Whatever the moon was to us before or is to us now, in the future, it'll just be home. Coming to you from the future through a hole in the space-time continuum that hasn't been patched yet due to a lack of infrastructure funding, it's time for Tales from the Moon in Stereo Sound Division. Hello, this is George from Marvin's Colossal Cosmic Shopping Hey, well, it's time for Halloween and you'll be needing to get costumes for your youngsters and for any Halloween parties you may decide to go out to yourself. And there's no better place to get your stuff than Marvin's Colossal Cosmic Shopping We have some of the scariest costumes out there. Bug-eyed aliens, scary hairy yurtlings, lava tube monsters, and scariest of all, our new Marvin mask. That's sure to frighten the pants off anybody. I must say they've gotten his fixed maniacal stare just right. Don't mention to Marvin that you're getting it to scare people. He thinks they made it because he's famous, and so, of course, people want to pretend to be him. Typical. Be careful when you're at the store not to talk to anyone wearing a Marvin mask because you may end up making a mistake and talking to Marvin himself, and we wouldn't wish that on anyone. For our grown-ups, we've got the usual assortment of costumes. Sexy astronaut, sexy astrophysicist, sexy waitress, and all that stuff. Ladies, why you don't just buy what you actually wear every day, but get it two sizes too small and chop six inches off the bottom and the top? I don't know, but there you have it. Anyway, we've got all that. We also have candy by the pallet load to keep your little moon hoppers bouncing off the habitat walls like radioactive particles for a good 48 hours after the event. We've got healthy alternatives too, mind you, like fruit drops and roll-ups and whatnot, but who are we kidding? You probably don't want any of that stuff, cause your kids will give you hell if you try to palm off any healthy stuff on. If you still want to make the effort, or dad, if mom just won't give you peace until you try, we got them for you. You'll have to ask me or one of the other salespeople at the store where they are, though, because they can be hard to find. Well, that's it. Hope to see you soon. Oh, and boo. This episode, it's Halloween on the Moon. Why should people on the moon care about Halloween, you ask? Well, why not? Anyway, the moon just loves Halloween. If you don't believe me, just look at any picture of a witch or ghost or ghoul or whatever, and you'll probably see the moon in the back photobombing the picture. It can't help itself. It loves spooky stuff. And let's face it, what with darkness, no air, derelict spacecraft, planet-killing asteroids, and God knows what slimy aliens and other stuff hiding behind the next hatchway, outer space is a pretty scary place. Don't believe me? Well, let's tag along with the most argumentative ship's crew in the solar system as the ice hauler Josephine continues its trip through the asteroid belt and check it out. Next stop, the Asteroid Belt Association for the Prevention of Cruelty to Felines. 
This is the ice hollow, Josephine, making a water delivery. Hello. Who is that? Get off the table, Whiskers. Mommy's on the phone. Speak up, I can't hear you. I said, this is the ice hollow, Josephine, with your water. What? Speak up. Mary's just sick. We're making a water delivery. Do you want any water? Water? Yes. Okay, no need to get testy. Yes, I'll take some water. How much? Let me make a kitty count and figure out the inventory. In the meantime, you want a cat or a few of them? We got plenty to spare. Well, I don't know. A kitty might be nice. Captain, what do you think? I have no objections to one. Daniel? Well, I'd, uh... Well, as housekeeper, I say no. That Josephine has a no-pet policy. Well, who came up with that silly old rule? I did. I have to keep this ship clean. I'm not dealing with any cat hair and cat poo. I guess not. How much water you want? We don't have all day. Horses. That's 48 here in the living room, plus the other 6,014 in the caddy area. I'll take 10 metric tons. Straight up or on the road? No ice. It hurts my teeth. Okay. I think that no pet business is a silly old rule. That's what I think. Maybe we should get a dog. Where are you going to walk it? We could set up something in Bay 12. There's a no. lot of... Credit information on file. Thank you. Next stop, a new customer, the asteroid adopter Daruga. Water delivery. Hello? Water delivery. Well, that asteroid looks awfully funny. An asteroid carved into the shape of an old castle covered with gargoyles with a high stone wall around it and a tall wrought iron fence in front of the docking bay. What's so odd about that? Asteroid Daruga. This is the Ice Hollow Josephine here with your water delivery. How much you want? Where's your water intake? Gates are opening. What are we supposed to do now? Go in. We got a delivery to make. I'm not going in there. It looks scary. Hop to it, Josephine. All right. But it's not my fault if we get ourselves into a pickle. Entering dark and area. Look at all those other ships. They must be having some kind of a party. I see an open docking bay. Docking sequence complete. This is the asteroid estate of Dr. Daruga. What is your business? We're here to deliver water. I see. I'll need you to come to the airlock and come inside to make the transaction. We really can't stay. You weren't answering when we called a minute ago. We just... we just have a water delivery that I'm afraid I have to insist. Why, they just closed the gates behind us. That's rude. Come to the door. Daniel, go inside and see what this nonsense is about. Why me? Because I said so. You're the newest member of the crew. Newest member gets the crappiest jobs. Honestly. Okay, well, that front door looks intimidating. And I guess this must be the bell. So...
Hello, I am Horace, assistant to Mistress Valentina, head of the household. Who is it at the door, Horace? It is a pre-dead water delivery person, madam. Show him in, Horace. Pre-dead? Charming! Look, if you could just open up the water access port, we'll deliver your water and be on our way. I presume you want to be paid. That would be nice. Madam settles all financial transactions in person. Isn't that little, oh, I don't know, 20th century of it her? It is how she does things. Must slow her down a great deal, considering she's in the middle of outer space. I didn't know bewigged merchants with horse-drawn carriages made visits out here. Do you want payment or not? Come on, Horace, you gotta admit, it's awful odd. Very wealthy and powerful people aren't odd. They're eccentric. And just how eccentric is your mistress? I'm probably not the best judge. Maybe once you've met her, you can tell me what you think. Okay, you seem to have a lot of spaceships docked out front. Is there a gathering of some sort going on, or...? Something like that. All right, I'll come in for a minute, but just a minute. Places to go. Uh, how's she gonna pay? A check. What's that? It's a piece of paper on which she signs the name and the amount of money to be paid, and it says the bank will pay you the money. What, is she like 300 years old? 203. Crimey. If I may say so, Horace, old boy, you don't look particularly healthy. I couldn't help noticing your skin is sort of a grayish green. You might want to have that looked at. My condition is perfectly normal for a formerly dead person. Formerly dead? Does that mean you were formerly alive? Something like that. But dead was just sort of a phase you went through? Are you telling me you're a zombie, Horace? Not that I, you know, have any problem with that. Live and let... whatever. I prefer reanimated person. Swell. Uh, this is quite a place. Extensive art collection, I see. Lots of antiques. Love the parquet floors and the dark wood paneling. Though it's a bit gloomy, and it is a bit hard to see. What's through that way behind those double doors with a combination lock and huge bolts and flashing danger signs? That's my quarters. I like to conduct experiments. Okay, fine. And what's going on down that hallway with all the mist and the big slimy eggs all over the floor that are opening and closing as if to invite someone to come stand over them and have a look? Just something I've been fiddling with. Okay, great. Um, where's the lady of the house? Time to waste in. Through this way to the drawing room. Madam, this is the pre-dead oxidized hydrogen delivery person. Good evening. Uh, hello. Um, miss, just need to settle uh, up and I'll be on my way. Your check is on the table. A young person, and quite handsome. How nice. Sure, uh, thanks. I think you will stay. Master might find you amusing when he returns from the lab. Master likes company. It gets quite lonely out here. Sorry, gotta be on my way. Uh, Horace, if you could just show me the way out of here. Uh, there are an awful lot of hallways. I don't really remember, uh... The nights drag on so long, and we've run through all our conversation. Are you hungry? Horace, see if our visitor would like something to eat. We've already had dinner, I'm afraid. There should be some leftovers in the fridge. I'm sorry, I have to... You'll be staying. No, I have to... You will stay! Uh, maybe I will have a little something. This way. 
Horace, you didn't tell me Valentino was a gorgeous six-foot-tall semi-artificial person who could shoot lightning bolts out of her fingers. It didn't come up. Could have used a bit of a heads up there, Horace. Just saying. To be precise, Madam is a mechanically enhanced cyborg android. The master made her to help out around the place. That's so nice. Are you sure all her wires are connected up to the right places in her noggin there, Horace? If you ask me, I'd say she could use a bit of a tune-up in the mental department. Speaking of which, I can't help but notice this kitchen is the size of an aircraft hangar, and there are like 1,000 refrigerators in here. Are they all full of leftovers? She doesn't like to waste food. Maybe what she needs is something more in the line of a complete psychological overhaul. It's not her fault if she was made to be particular. Well, she's very particularly nuts, is what she is, Horace. Even if she is, it must be said, stunningly attractive for an artificial person. Not that there's, you know, anything wrong with that. Though, have to say, I've never known the words drop-dead gorgeous to be quite so apt. But I digress. How do I get out of here? Madam won't let you leave until Master returns. No, I'm not hanging around here. Got a job. Deliveries to make, Horace. And my ship does not like to get behind schedule. That's my captain's ringtone. Is there somewhere we can step into out of this barn? This echo is driving me crazy. Let's go through this way. Hey, Captain. Daniel, what's keeping you? Is there a problem? We got a schedule to keep. It's hard to hear you. You need some help? Bad connection. Call you back. The asteroid interferes with signals. Madam won't let you go until Master returns. That's all there is to it. If you'd like, you can wait in the guest wing with the others. The others? Yes, there are quite a few. The guest wing is very nice. There's a television room. The selection is limited to only the apocalypse package, however. The famine, war, death, and pestilence channels. There's a game room as well, with a skeleton foosball table, poison dart board, and snacks. There are bathrooms, of course, and guest bedrooms. Though I'm afraid you'll have to take turns with the others sleeping, since we currently have a lot more guests than rooms. It's just through this door. Is that your other guest down there yelling behind that door with all the bars on it? Yes, well, there were incidents a few years ago. A few years ago? How long has Master been gone, Horace? Well, I couldn't say... Precisely. Oh, let's just give it the old college try, shall we? Approximately seven years, eight months, three hours, 23 seconds, give or take. Okay, Horace, let me explain something to you. The voice you heard on the phone, that's my captain. He sounded charming, if a bit plebeian. Yes, well, he's relatively easygoing up to a point, but my entire crew and the ship itself can have a tendency to get a bit, well, Difficult when they run up against any sort of trouble. What I'm saying is you really don't want to get them angry. And I mean, the ship especially, Josephine, oh my, I could tell you stories. And right now you've got her locked up behind those gates. And you've got me in here and she doesn't know what's going on. That's going to make her anxious. I fail to see the relevance of your ship's emotional problems to the present situation. What I'm saying is, that's her ringtone. She's calling me right now. She's trying to make sure I'm all right. And if I don't pick up right away, well, she won't like that. Not at all. Because she's got me pretty well trained at this point, you see, to pick up right away when I know it's her. 
And if I don't, that means something must be wrong. Now, Josephine doesn't handle uncertainty very well. So I would imagine, knowing her any minute now, she's going to start trying to figure out what's going on here by, like, probing the asteroid, a bit of sonar, penetrating acoustic probing, a dose of x-rays maybe, nothing too harmful. And if I continue not picking up, well, she's really going to start to go to town. She has these big robot arms, you see, about eight of them. Her hands come in various sizes, but a couple horse are like the size of garbage trucks. And if she really starts to get mad, I mean, well. Now, if this goes on much longer, I'm starting to get the picture. She's probably going to start looking at those gates she locked up behind her and, well, make clear to everyone who's paying attention that they don't really mean a lot to her. So, could you get me a good outside line so I can calm her down a bit while we sort this out? Here, use a house line. Thank you. Dial 9 to get out? Yes. And then just zero, 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 zero to blast the signal across all the radio bands in the docking area. Save time. Thanks. Daniel, you had us worried. You okay, darling? I am. We've just had a bit of a situation here, but it's going to be resolved real soon. Don't worry. All right, but you get all that subtle double-click now. Don't let me come in there. I'll give you five minutes, and then I'm going to start drilling with the big drill. Okay? We clear? Keep everyone away from the walls. I'll make sure everything stays nice and pressurized. Wouldn't want anybody expiring. Sure. But give me a ring before you start doing anything terribly destructive, will you? Sure. But don't make me wait, darling. We're behind schedule. Bye. So... Horace, I think it's about time you explained to me what happened to your master. What, he went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back? Not exactly. A bit of domestic trouble with Valentina, maybe? And I mean, she doesn't look like any housekeeper I've ever laid eyes on. Does she like uh, mop and dust, or were her duties eh, a little more varied? I'm not sure what you mean. I mean, is she the cyborg android mistress of the house? Well, the cyborg android mistress of the house. You know what I'm saying? Not that there's anything wrong with that, if you're into that sort of thing. No clue what you're on about. Sorry. Okay, look, what the hell's going on? The master met with an unfortunate accident. A little difficulty involving a large vat of chemicals, a slippery overhead catwalk, and a lack of swimming instruction as a youth. He spent most summers at chess and physics camp. They didn't have water sports. Okay, so, your master slipped and fell, and what, he drowned? Yes. Luckily, however, the chemicals in question were an extremely potent rejuvenation serum I was working on. I was getting older and starting to have some difficulty with some physical activities. In any case, I'd wound, which was rather unpleasant. I woke up again several minutes later, however, and was able to crawl out of the vat. Not alive anymore, but then, well, you can't have everything. Wait, you? Yes, I was master of this house, Dr. Daruga. I have had my current role so long, I've half forgotten. Unfortunately, when I went to Madame to explain what had happened, she no longer recognized me. 
She's attuned to only take instructions from the master, and I had changed. My appearance, my voice. She didn't see me as me anymore. She was confused. After a few minutes, I said I was someone the master had created to help out. When he failed to appear that evening, she grew more and more anxious and agitated. By the end of the night, she had a breakdown and went into a repetitive denial loop. It repeats now every day. She doesn't remember how long he's been gone. She thinks it's only been a few hours. As the night advances, she grows anxious, her circuits overload, and by the morning she resets again to thinking he just left a short while ago. Every day she goes through the same actions over and over again. I suppose she will forever. I've been trying for years to find some way to shut her down. There's a reset button located under her hair at the back of her skull, but she sensed me trying to press it a number of times, and now she won't let me get very close. She wears her hair long and wears high collars, which I must say suit her very well. There has to be a way, Horace, otherwise Josephine's going to start up the big drill. I have worked out a contingency plan. She has an access port in her left ear. If you could get close enough, you could stick this memory stick into it. It contains a virus I've created. Within ten seconds, it will wipe her memory drives completely. I've been working on a new model, Valentina 2.0, into which I can restore Valentina's mind from backup. It has a number of enhancements, will recognize me, and won't have the reset issue. You want me to walk up to Valentina and stick a memory stick in her ear? What if it doesn't work? I would imagine that might make her a little mad. I know it would make me mad. Well, it's worth a shot. Good-looking non-dead delivery person, please come into the drawing room. Well, here goes. Hello. Don't be standoffish. Come sit with me here by the windows. This is my favorite spot. I will sit here with the doctor for hours. We look out at the stars and watch the spaceships go by. And he tells me about all the places he's been. We talk about science and all manner of other things. It must be exciting to be able to travel space and see so many places. It has its moments. Thank you for sitting here with me. To be honest, I grow anxious when the doctor isn't here. Must be hard. Yes, the doctor has missed his dinner. He gets so caught up in his work. Maybe I should go get him. No, uh, stay here with me. All right. May I tell you something? All right. You are very beautiful. Oh, gosh. May I lean in and whisper something in your ear? All right. I'm so sorry. What? What an odd thing to do, young man. Oh, my. I feel very odd. Thank you, my poor Valentina. Please, can you help me get her into this closet? I want to boot up Valentina 2.0, and I think seeing Valentina 1.0 could be upsetting. Okay. Well, that felt weird, vaguely criminal, and downright nasty. I better call Josephine before she rips the place to pieces. Is that you, Daniel? Yes, Josephine. Everything's sorted out, darling. I'm so relieved. What in the name of Mother Moon has been going on in there? They just had a sort of very powerful programmable android cyborg widget go a bit haywire, but that's all sorted out now. She's been decommissioned. 
Hmm, all right. Well, when are you getting out of there? Time's a-wasting. The doctor just has another chore to be taken care of. This is Valentina 2.0. As you can see, I've made some modifications based on my own current state. She's green. Well, gotta say, it suits her. She's booting up now. Dory, darling, I know you just stepped out, but it seems like you've been gone forever. My goodness, look at you. What happened? I had a bit of a mishap at the lab, but it's all fine Wait, now. Look at my hands. I'm green! A small adjustment I had to make based on my own current condition. And my voice as well? You gave me a complete makeover and you thought that was okay? You didn't think to maybe clue me in to that particular part of the plan? Well, dear, I had to. You young man, who are you? Some friend of Horace's, I suppose. Well, he always does this. Runs off and makes changes without consulting anyone. Turns people into monsters, brings things back from the dead with no thought of the consequences. He should be named Dr. Havoc Durago. And who has to bury the bodies and deal with all the complaints from the Greater Asteroid Bell Donors Association? Are you hungry? Did Horace offer you anything to eat? Of course not. He's so thoughtless. Let me pop into the kitchen and get you something. A sandwich okay? Electrocuted ham with radiated mustard? Yeah, there are a few things I need to explain. Put a thousand refrigerators in my kitchen? I see things are quite back to normal. Young man, while I occupy Valentina 2.0 in the kitchen, would you take this key, free all our guests, hustle them along quietly to their ships? And now that Valentina 1.0 is back under my control, I'll order her to go down to the docking area. I'd very much appreciate it if you could dispose of the body somewhere out in space, where Valentina 2.0 won't see it. I can't imagine how upset she'll be if she does. Anything if it helps get me out of here. Well, Daniel, you took your own sweet time. Who is that? As part of us getting out of here, I agreed to dispose of this um, programmable andro-cyborg something out in space somewhere. She looks like a floozy. Is it human or a machine, Daniel? Well, that's a good question. I'm not exactly, um... Well, if you're not sure, I don't see how just dumping her, it, out in space somewhere would be terribly appropriate. Know what I'm saying? Yes, I was just thinking that myself. She can stay with me in the engine room. No. no. Well, this is a pickle. Put her in that chair over there for now. Let's get out of here. Initiating separation from Darkenport. Well, that's a relief. We never did drop off any water. Did they pay us? They gave me this. What is that, Daniel? It's called a check. And what is that green piece of paper supposed to accomplish? I don't know. They said it was just like money. And you believe that? It's plain to see you have a great deal to learn about the water delivery business. Just tear it up. Honestly. All right now, what are we gonna do with this old thing over here? He's just sitting in that chair staring like that and starting to give me the heebie-jeebies. You said it was programmable, Daniel? That's what he said. Well, let me just see if I can, uh... 
Well, how about that? Josephine, are you talking from inside the android cyborg thing? Yes. Oh, now this is nice. I could get used to this. If you're gonna hang around inside that thing, let's get you some decent clothes. You look like a tart. I've got some ship's uniforms I can alter, though. It'll take a bit of work. Did they have to make it so curvaceous? We're behind schedule. Quit horsing around. What's our next stop? Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tales from the Moon. I want to give a big shout out to all our listeners in New York, California, Oregon, Nevada, Connecticut, Virginia, Vermont, Maryland, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C., Arizona, Washington State, Belgium, Portugal, and other locations around the U.S. and the world. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please consider going up to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leaving some stars and a review. If you're interested in hearing more about future events on the moon and out in the solar system, and how the people of the moon and the Earth get along after a rather rough reacquaintance, tune into our next episode, which should be along in about two or three weeks. And if you feel enlightened by this podcast and think it might lead to the cultural betterment of others, please tell a friend. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To keep up with events on the moon, go to www.talesfromthemoon.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Moontail Podcast, on Instagram at Tales from the Moon, and on Facebook at Tales from the Moon Podcast. This is Eric T. Brandenburg, signing off until next time. Tales from the Moon is produced, written, and performed by Eric T. Brandenburg, thanks to Zapsplat.com and Epidemic Sound for the music and sound effects. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.